This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl van der Merwe, and today in episode 247, we're going to be talking about digital tools to help you or your children write a novel. And as this is not something I have ever done before, I have a guest with me today. My guest is the English teacher from show sponsor Funder Funder Academy. So welcome, Jenny Miller. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, Jenny, let's just start things off and just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you homeschool, and how you uh, have got into writing novels and what other writing you do. Okay. Um, Well, I've been a serious writer since childhood. So my first book was made of poster board and it was covered in lavender velvet with glitter and all of that. I was very serious about my book. It was called Charlie the Cat. And we had a cat named Charlie, so it wasn't terribly original. Um, But I was very proud of it. And then my second novel came around in eighth grade when my language arts teacher told us to write a story using vocabulary words. And I just thought it was too much to try to get that all into one little story. So I wrote eight chapters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But part of that was because my parents had just got a Commodore 64. So we had our first desktop computer. This was in 91, 92. uh, And I was very excited about that because I could type my stories. And then we had a dot matrix printer, which was very exciting. So I could print them out. So my English teacher was amazed (laughs) and very encouraging. She didn't try to tell me to edit or any of that. So I was really excited about that. Um, When I got into high school, I went to high school at uh, GPS in Chattanooga. I actually got interested in journalism and I was hired as an intern at uh, Chattanooga Times in a city that used to have competing newspapers that really doesn't exist anymore. Uh, So I had my first byline at 16 and that's when I really understood that I wanted my writing to be more in journalism uh, and explore that. So that's what I did. I went to MTSU uh, in Murfreesboro and studied journalism there. And I was just totally enamored with it. However, I quickly learned that I didn't want to report the news. I found that so boring. I went to enough student government meetings that I realized that is not what I want to do, uh, reporting for the student newspaper. So I realized that my style was better suited to writing features. So essentially storytelling. I liked to interview people and then tell their story. And I have been doing that since. So I currently write for a magazine here in Knoxville. I was the features editor for a magazine in Amarillo for a while. So I've been writing stories in that regard for 20 something years. I started homeschooling my kids when my youngest was in kindergarten and my oldest was in second grade. It was not anything I had anticipated doing, but I also knew that by homeschooling, I needed to keep working just for myself. And so I continued to freelance um, while homeschooling. Um, And I did a bunch of other creative stuff too. So like some photography, I've edited a couple of books professionally. I designed and edited a coffee table book about the Green Bay Packers, which is how I became such a big fan. This was about 12 years ago. So I've always kind of dabbled in creative work while homeschooling my kids. 
So, and I started teaching English in co-ops uh, in 2016, I believe. Right, so, yeah. And somewhere along the line there, I met Jenny and um, it was after my own children had gone through there, but a lot of the students who were enjoying my classes all loved Jenny's classes. And so it took me about five years to convince her that she needed to come and also teach online with Funder Funder Academy, but I, I won. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so let's now asked me, I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't like teaching online, but I, I've adapted. I have found ways to make it work. Um, and teaching is something that I came into later in life. It's not anything I went to school for, but I love, I've been a writer forever and I love reading and it's been a real joy to, to teach important novels to young people. It's just wow. been a real pleasure. Um, but about 11 years ago, uh, I had an experience that feels like schizophrenia and I don't mean that in a pejorative way. Um, I was just trucking along in my life. I was a freelance journalist. I'm homeschooling my kids and suddenly a character pops into my brain. And very quickly, I know her. I know her name. I know what she looks like. I know that she's a twinless twin. I knew her family situation. Uh, and I didn't really know what to do with it. And so I did what I normally do. And I start writing it all down. And so for a, probably a solid week, I'm at my computer just typing away. And I'm letting this person talk to me in my brain. And it was kind of an embarrassing moment because one evening the boys are in bed, my husband comes to me and I'm, I'm typing away. I'm very serious about what I'm writing. He, I had not told him what I was doing, but he comes up to me and at the exact moment he turns the corner and sees my screen, I minimize my screen, which looks very suspicious. <laughs> that looks very, very suspicious. And so of course he's looking at me like, what are you doing? And I just burst into tears. I just start crying and I'm like, I want to write a novel, but I don't know how to write a novel. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. This, this woman's in my head. Um, and he just was like, well, all right, like, how about it? He was very supportive. And so the natural ne next step for me was to enroll in a graduate program for creative writing. So that's what I did. And so I ended up write, using National Novel Writing Month in 2013. Um, to start working on the, this novel that was formulating in my brain. And then that first novel ended up being my capstone project for grad school. So mm -hmm. it was grossly over the word limit and ridiculous, but I loved it and it'll get edited one day. Okay. And that is why I got Jenny on right now, because we are recording this and it'll be going live in October, which means just before November. And you heard her mention what is the shortened version is what I always know it as NaNoWriMo, as in trying to write a month, taking the month of November to write a novel. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm, you know, we recording this because I'm hoping that some of your children might be interested in doing this, or you could perhaps tackle this, you know, as a family and encourage your kids to get involved. So Jenny, I know that there is a version for young writers. How is mm -hmm. that different? What kind of tools are parents going to be able to find and where can they find it? Okay. So NaNoWriMo has its own website and it is just like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's what it sounds like. Um, it's shortened in that way. Uh, and it has an incredible platform for both adult writers and young adult writers. Basically, the gist, they're not reading your work. They're not um, trying to get you to write this great novel. They are teaching you the discipline to sit down and write every day. Now, for the regular NaNoWriMo, you write between 600 and 1,700 words per day in order to get to 50,000 words, which is 
the general accepted word count for a novel. For the youth program, they are not writing that much. <laughs> so the pressure is a little bit less. It's for writers under 18, and it's different because it is an offshoot of the main program. But instead of 50,000 words, the goal for young writers is 20,000 words, which means they're writing about 600 to 700 words a day, which is way more manageable. Um, and they produce a novella, basically. Of course, you can call it a novel, but just by word count, it would be a novella. Um, you end up with a, no a novel at the end of the month. And the platform is a little different, is very uh, kid friendly. You get to pick your font and the colors of like what your page looks like. And really it's about plugging in your word count. So you're not writing on that site, you're writing in Microsoft or Google Docs or whatever it is you're using. Um, but you then go report your word count. And on that platform also, they have lots of tips uh, and it's all free. You're, you're not paying for any of this. You can download um, workbooks. There's like more than a hundred pages of content in this Google document they have that teaches you about characterization, plot points, you know, how to have enough conflict in your story, all of the things that is, are necessary. But that's even beside the point because NaNoWriMo isn't about ending the month with this super polished, perfect novel. It is very much a rough draft. So it's just about getting your words out. It's not meant to make you write a perfect novel. It's more about discipline. All right. So I'm, I'm going to have the link to this in the show notes. You should just be able to scroll down in your podcast player and find them, or you can go to homeschoolingwithtechnology.com and find them there. So as, as you've heard Jenny say, NaNoWriMo and the youth version of it are just there to get words on the page mm -hmm. and get you going. So mm -hmm. now, Jenny, once you've done that, you've got your draft or or you want to decide you want to be more, more serious. I know that you have three other um digital places that you go to that help you with your writing process. If you want to just share those three with us. Sure. So the first novel that I wrote, I used Google Docs because I wanted to be able to access it wherever I was. But after I wrote the first novel, I very quickly got an inspiration for a second novel. And that is the one that I actually completed and edited and submitted for querying and all of that stuff, did the whole, run the whole gamut. And that is when I discovered Scrivener. Uh, this is a program from Literature and Latte. It is designed for writing fiction and it is incredible for novel writing because it allows you to separate chapters, draft character sketches, to leave notes for yourself that kind of look like post-its, but it's all digital. Um, you can even create like your front matter and back matter. So like your title pages or your acknowledgements and things like that. And you can, it, it pieces it all together so that when you are finished, it spits out this PDF that looks very much like a, um, a digital book. It's really incredible. So Scrivener is amazing. I see that they have a second app that I have not ha had any experience with because it's fairly new, but it's designed and from what I can tell to help you brainstorm and character map and like create a visual component to your plot so you can see it. And I think that's helped. I'm a visual learner in that way. I usually sketch out my plots on paper with pencil, but so I'm interested to get into that. And what's the name so, of that app? That's it's called Scapple, but it's part of literature and, and okay. so they it's it goes with Scrivener and the two apps. My understanding is that they communicate with one another. So I'm eager to dive into that. And but these are these are paid, right? But they're not terrifically expensive. I believe it's twenty dollars for the app. Okay. 
um, it's pretty inexpensive. The other program that I use, and this is what it would be helpful for when you have finished NaNoWriMo and you have this, you know, word count, this mess of details that needs to be organized into something. There's a program called Save the Cat with an exclamation mark. <laughs> and it was created maybe 15 years ago by a screenwriter named Blake Snyder. Um, he's passed away now, but he had a very successful screenwriter screenwriting career and inspired other screenwriters and eventually novel writing was worked into that. Um, and it's Save the Cat is largely known for um, teaching the importance of beats, which are basically major plot points, like the things that you need to push a story forward. So there's, if you go to the Save the Cat website, there's a whole list of free things that you can download, um, beat worksheets, uh, genre details. And I plan on using some of this stuff in my spring semester uh, in the English class, because we're going to do a section on creative writing. And, and this is where you can get this stuff online. You can do it by hand. I think there's also a, an app for that. So, but the, you, this is where you would take a manuscript and really start applying, you know, the, what's required to make a novel or a story any good. So a lot of plot devices, archetypes, stuff like that. So I would start with NaNoWriMo, get the words out, and then you save the cat to kind of edit figure out what you want the story to really be at the end. And the last thing for me, which this isn't designated for novel writing, but I use Pinterest a lot. Um, if you're diligent about curating your feed to give you exactly what you want, it can be very useful and it sparks a lot of creativity for me. So um, it has helped me to find writing prompts if I feel stuck. It helps me find images that reflect the setting I'm trying to describe. And so there's a lot of, you know, photos or artwork that comes up that are inspiring to me. So Pinterest can be a real messy place if you have, you know, 10 interests and your app is trying to give you all of those things. But if you curate your feed really well, it can be a great resource for unlocking ideas. Yeah, and I know a lot of teen girls particularly do love using Pinterest. So I thought that that was a great tip for teen girls who are enjoy who enjoy writing. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. uh, Jenny, thank you so much for sharing um, all those tips. I had never heard of Save the Cat. I, I do know I had heard about Scrivener because my older daughter used to use it, or perhaps still does. Um, yeah. But these are like really useful for parents to go and have a look at and said, I will have all those links. And if you want to take a look at the classes that Jenny teaches for us, um, currently she teaches two, an honors one and just a regular English one. Um, I'll have links to those as well. And next year she will be adding another one or two to keep expanding uh, what she's offering. And I would suggest if you have high schoolers, take a look at that for a fun but rigorous and college prep class. Okay, well, thanks so much, Jenny. Appreciate yeah. having you. Yeah, no problem. That's fun. Thank and you. And thank, thank you to all the listeners who listened in. And I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.